Happy New Year, church. It is 2021. Wow, amazing. It, it's actually the 10th day of Christmas, right? I talked about last week, if you were here last week, or if you were joining us online, welcome. All of those who are joining us inside the internet, thanks for doing that. And God's amazing grace, we're able to stream services and worship and the teaching of God's word. So hey, if we haven't had the opportunity to meet yet, I'm Billy Scheel. I'm one of the pastors here at the church. And I have this great privilege and joy to open up the Bible and walk through it with you this morning and hear from the spirit of the living God what he would have for us here as we set out in a new calendar year. If you haven't noticed, not much has changed. Only the end of what we write at our day has, right? 2021. Now, much has changed. We're still all wearing masks. We're still in the middle of this crazy pandemic. And yet God and his faithfulness to us, we can count each and every day if we would consider uh, that together. You know, 2020 was probably a year like none of us in here have ever experienced or lived through. And yet, if we would take time to step back and reflect on everything that God did in 2020, we would be amazed, we would be astounded at the goodness and the faithfulness of our Heavenly Father. And that's really what I want us to lean into today, because if anything is true about the Christian life, to go forward, we must look back. We must look back before we can go forward, and I want us to do that today. It was several years ago I had in my own experience Just by the grace of God, I had taken some time off and I had extra time and I was just thinking through my year at the end of the year. And as I did that, I began to recount, I began to remember, I began to reconsider every single thing. And one of the ways I did that was by just scrolling through my phone because I'm a weird guy and I categorize all my pictures of moments into folders And it helps me to go back and recount and remember what was going on in those moments. And I have a photographic memory, so when I look at something, I can put myself in that place, smell what I was experiencing, hear the noise around me, taste almost the food that I was taking in and enjoying. And it is so good for me to do that. And it was refreshing, and I just remember, man, I'm going to make that a personal habit. And so really today, I just want you guys to get in on my personal habit together as we look back and we remember and we recount the goodness of God in the midst of this crazy year that we just went through so that our hearts will be open and our spirits will be open to the leading of the spirit for all that he wants to do in 2021. Some of you stepped into January 1st, 2020 with a new lease on your work and you had expectations that, man, this year is going to be the year that I do some pretty cool things, that God's going to allow me to do some of these things that I've been dreaming about in my work. And now you're not even in that same field, right? Some of you are working the same job that you were working, but you're working it from home. And that was crazy, an adjustment, right? Some of you have lost loved ones. You've lost family members this year. You've seen a lot of pain. You've experienced a lot of personal loss and grief and trauma and anxiety and depression and anger and uncertainty and stress and fear and loneliness. Some of us have experienced all of these things. 
and it's overwhelming. Yet, 2020, God's hand of faithfulness in our lives. If we will look back and remember and recount and meditate on all that he's done, I think it will become fuel to what he wants to do in us and through us in 2021. So let's dive in. Let's recount. I hear recounting is a big theme this past 2020. It's still a theme going on. That's what I was told. But I figure we should join in on that theme and recount some things that are worth recounting. Right? See, because recounting really all is going back and looking at the data. It's going back and looking at what is actually legit and throwing out those things that are not and considering the things that are legit and what God would have for us. So David, I think we can all relate to David. David was a man after God's own heart. And yet, David would not even be hired at Bayou City Fellowship. Right? If we look at David's resume, he would not make the cut. I don't want him working near my kids. I don't want him working near anyone else, you know, an adulterer or murderer. He wouldn't make the cut here. And yet, God said, he's a man after my own heart. That should give us a perspective and insight into the love and the heart and the grace of God. See, I want us today to flip our Bibles over, scroll in your smart device to Psalm 143 as we remember and recount the goodness and the faithfulness of God. We're going to be in verses 5 and 6. Yeah, don't worry. We can, we can make that last a good while. 5 and 6. But here is David's prayer, and really this was David's life, a cry for help, right? And he gave us his personal prayer life with the Father written down to us in this book called the Psalms. And so if you want to relate to someone who's the most earthy, the most human experience that you and I can resonate with, get in the Psalms and make that a habit this year in 2021 of reading through the Psalms. But we're gonna be in Psalm 143. David, again, crying out to God for help. In despair, he was enemies all around him, overwhelmed by life in the midst of it. And he says, beginning in verse five, he says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the work of your hands. And I spread out my hands to you I'm like a parched land before you. And then added in my Bible is the word Selah, which is a pause and meditate. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all that you have done for us in 2020, everything that you accomplished, God, that we're not even aware of. As we sing many times, even when we don't see you, you're working, and so we know by faith and our personal experience that you're at work, God, in the mess, in the middle of it. And so today, here in the middle of our transition, God, as we move to a new calendar year, we're still in the middle of a mess that is a pandemic. We're still in the middle of emotions and feelings. And so God, meet us today. Holy Spirit of God, we need you. We don't need the words of a man. We don't need any ideals that can come from me, God, but we need your spirit to move and hover over these people and God empower us to be all that you've called us to be. So we ask you to do that through the preaching of your word today that you would be lifted up, God, that you would minister to our hearts, that we would find hope and joy as we remember you and count your faithfulness today. It's in your beautiful name we pray. Everyone said, amen. Hey, look with me here. 
The first thing that we see in David is he's in the middle of praying this prayer in the first four verses of where he's overwhelmed with life. And now in verse five, he transitions and he says, I remember the days of old. Right? He transitions from being overwhelmed to remembering. And that's really where we need to be today as we step into 2021. See, he says, I remember. He takes an action to remember God. And so depending on which version of the Bible you're using, you will find the word remember over 200 times. And there are 144 verses in the scripture that are in 43 books where the word remember is found. And it is used in so many different ways. Sometimes it's a plea like David asking God to remember him in his jammed up life. The other one is it's a prayer for God to remember his own promises. Other times we see it's, hey God, remember what you said here and you made a covenant with me. And then other times God commands us to remember. A lot of the, the usage of remember God used to his people because we are what? If anything, we are forgetful people, right? I have a good memory, it's just short is what I like to tell people. And so I forget what I did two days ago and what I ate and what I said and much less remembering what God has said thousands and thousands of years ago to us, right? And so we need to remember God's faithfulness as his people. C.S. Lewis said it this way, and I love it. He says, people need to be reminded more than they need to be instructed, right? How much more can, knowledge can we gain? Can we get, we've been blessed, right? We're gluttons on information in this current information age that we live in, and yet we forget so many different things, right? And you hear people say, you know, that person's forgotten more than I know. And it's true when you, when you live a long life. And yet David's saying, in the thick of my trouble, in the thick of my problem, I need to remember the days of old. Why would he say remember the days of old? Think about David's life. Think about where he came from. Think about God's calling on his life. Think about the journey that David had walked with the father. Think about where God takes a shepherd boy and makes him the archetype of the king for Israel. See, David remembered the Lord's promises. He said, I need to stir up my faith. I need to stir up my hope in God by remembering. Church, I want you to know today, you need to stir up your hope. Stir up your faith. Stir up your confidence in the God of the universe by remembering taking a pause from your daily life and step back and consider all that God has done in your life over this past year. Just do it over the past couple of months. Your life will be transformed. See, it's an act of choice. It's a response for us to step into by faith and pursue remembering. I think God actually hardwired the Christian life for this type of living. If you consider the way that our rhythms and patterns of the Christian life. He hardwired us for this because if you think about today, Sunday, it's a weekly gathering of God's worshiping community. And every time we gather as God's worshiping community, we remember the good news of the gospel. We remember how we got brought into this worshiping community through the preaching of the gospel, through 
the singing of songs that remind us of truths about God through prayer where we get to reflect and remember all that God has done in the week. We get every single thing through the receiving of the Lord's table. Jesus said, remember me each time you receive this. This is a pattern for us that God hardwired because we are forgetful people. We become like the children of Israel, complaining about everything. Oh God, you, you brought breakfast? You laid breakfast out on the ground for us? Man, I wish this tastes better. What? Isn't that our fickle heart, right? Like, man, you brought beef and quail and laid it out for us to eat? Man, I wish this didn't taste the same. We're eating the same stuff every day, right? And we need to remember God's goodness to us. See, the very gospel message that we proclaim is a reminder that we have to examine, look back, and consider the life of Jesus of Nazareth, that we remember what he said and what he did and how he lived his life and what he accomplished in his resurrection. And in that remembering, we find our faith and hope to step into a transformed life, a new way of living, becoming fully human the way God intended us to be. And so it's remembering that God has hardwired it for us. It's almost as if we get our energy, as some would say, the gospel is for every day that we can live this Christian life by looking to Jesus and being empowered by what he has done. When I was growing up, we had crazy toys. We didn't have the devices, obviously. We, did. we had some Nintendos and things like that that were coming on, but we had these crazy car toys that were called pullback, pullback toys. Y'all remember those? And they stored up energy, right? And, but you never knew where they were gonna go, right? <laughs> Once you let go of them. And, and, and you, would pull that, you would pull that car little toy back and it would click because it had a spring-loaded kind of little engine in there. And then you would let it go and say, well, be, watch out, everybody, he's coming down the way, right? And that's what remembering does for us in our Christian life. It's pulling us back to get into the spirit of God, to remember he's called us to go forward in the power of his spirit and grace. When we look to the cross, when we look to the goodness of Jesus in our lives, we join in with David and saying, I remember the days of old. I remember your faithfulness to me. And we need to do that this year. I challenge us to do that. Take some time this week and remember to do that. Because every morning God supplies us with a fresh baked batch of new mercies. Every morning. He gives us favor every morning. Most of the time we miss it because we're hustling and bustling around trying to do the things we need to do and we miss that God has given us new favor to step into that day. Not because we deserve it, right? We talked about that favor was God's love for us because he wanted us to have it. Not because we deserved it, right? So in the thick of all my troubles, in the thick of all my failures, in the thick of all my problems in 2020, and I move now into 2021, I choose to remember God's faithfulness. I choose to lean in to what God has done for me in the past so that I can understand where I'm at in the present. So that I can understand that God is still at work in my present. And when I do that, man, it's like a warm blanket to my soul. It's like I'm curled up on the couch and that blanket just brings such relief and comfort to me. Look next. 
what David says here in verse five. He says, I meditate on all that you have done. We need to ponder God's resume, church. If anyone has a resume worth pondering, it is God. Think about a resume. A resume is basically a list of accomplishments and things that you have done throughout your life that would say that you're qualified for a particular role, right? Let's think about God's resume, as David says. Oh, spoke and everything just came to be. We have always existed, never needing anything, never needing anyone, and yet spoke, and things just came into being, and now I continue to sustain all things and uphold all things by my powerful word that obeys everything that I say. Right? Oh, by the way, also, I came into the flesh in the person of Jesus and lived perfectly the life that I wanted for all of humanity so that I could have a loving relationship. And I never once sinned. I never once disobeyed. And then I offer this life eternal now to everyone who will turn and trust in me. Wow, the resume of God, no one has the power of God. No one has the wisdom of God. No one has the love of God. Think about that. David says, I'm going to ponder God's resume, and I want us to ponder the resume and meditate on all that God has done. I study deeply. I contemplate. I consider everything that God has done. That requires me to press pause. That requires me not to just move quickly out of one thing, hoping that things would magically change, but to pause and say, God, do a work in my heart. I know your resume. I know your qualifications of changing hearts, and that's what we need. Where do I see evidence of God's working in my life in 2020? Choose today to remember that. Choose today to meditate on that. The third thing that we see David here, and and what I experienced several years ago in my own journey, he says, I reflect on the work of your hands. David wants us, and David did, and I want us, is to recount God's goodness. Recount God's goodness. Go back to the data in your life that is legitimate and recount the goodness of God in the midst of all of the mess. Because it's there if you'll take time to do it and recount. You'll see it, and you'll experience God's overwhelming love. You'll reflect and review the work of God's hands. See, what I want us to do when we leave here today, sometime this week, is to go and take a consideration of this year and recount count the many ways that God has worked through the Spirit in your life. Count the many ways that God has protected you, the many ways that God has provided for you, the many ways that God has loved you, and your, your heart will transform, folks. Your heart will be transformed. We recently had the opportunity to go uh, on a trip to Colorado over Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, we went and visited a friend and his family. And it's amazing, if you've ever been to Colorado, you know why people live there, right? And you wonder, why do I live in Texas? We've got West Mountain Houston, right? They've got the Rocky Mountains. I mean, <laughs> that's, what, that's what we have. And it's like, okay. So we're driving, you make that epic drive, you're going up to Amarillo, by the time you get to Amarillo, you're hungry, so you drop off. Of course, me, when I go on a trip, I look for great coffee shops, 
because it's biblical, right? It's the thing that God wants you to do. If you're going to drink coffee, you need to drink good coffee. There's my rant. Anyway, so you're going to get to Amarillo, you're going to have a good lunch, you're going to do all of that. And then you're going to go through New Mexico and experience just this Midwest vibe and these mountains and all of these things. And I remember we, were, we had crossed over into Colorado and we were having to go up pretty a steep climb. And man, I'm not a heights guy, so I like my feet on the ground and I like to know that I you know, can be there. And we're driving and these roads are winding and man, I'm, I'm sweating, you know, I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> I know none of you guys have ever experienced that. So I'm sweating and then we're getting, and I could feel that, you know, you feel the vehicles like, God, it's really difficult for this thing to get up here. And then we cross over, man, and when we crossed over that peak, it was just like a valley, and then at God's grace, a layer of snow had come the day before. You see mountains in the distance, and of course, if you know me, I'm pulling out my phone, drive, trying to take pictures and do all that at the same time. My wife's trying to, you know, get me not to do that. Uh, and so, when we got over that and came down and man you could just take your foot off the gas and just coast it and you're just you're just resting in the beauty and the wonder and the majesty of who God is and you're enjoying what God has given us here in this broken world we can still see beauty right what grace and we get further down the way and I remember we had to pull over take a break and when I did I looked in my rearview mirror and I saw everything that I had just come through Right, everything that I had just navigated, the areas that I was afraid of, that I wasn't able to look around and experience fully, but in my rearview mirror, I was able to see the wonder and the beauty and the majesty of God because I had a minute to pause and look and look back and see all that God had done to recount the goodness, examining God's goodness. When I went through it, I didn't, think it was so good, right? I was scared. But when I got on the other side of it, I could see where God was so good to me. And I could experience his wonder. David said this again in Psalm 77. He said in verse 12, I will reflect on all that you have done and meditate on your actions. To meditate takes time. To meditate takes a consideration to sit down and to think critically and deeply about something. And that's what I want us to do. So a practical way to do that is to just make a list. I don't know if you're a list makers in here. I'm sure we have about 50-50 on that. But list makers, make a list of all the things that God has done for you. Recount God's goodness. Look at the data and legitimize what God has done in your life this year in 2020. And now what he wants to do moving forward. So I figured... Let's do it as a church. Let's make a list together as a church family on a few of the things. And there's a thousand different things that we could talk about. But here are the things that I want us to consider how God met us once 2020 hit us in the face, right? Mike Tyson says it. Everyone has a great plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? And that's 2020, right? And he's, we experienced as a church the loss of being together in this room to worship and experience the presence of God together. We experienced that back in March. We were gonna gather for our one year anniversary celebration and we got shut down. And we didn't get to do anything together until August. <laughs> That's a long time. Think about that. 
But God gifted us with technology. God gifted us with people that understand how to use technology. And we had Zoom. We were able to get inside the internet together and experience community and love and hear the the encouragement and the gospel and reminding us that God is in control. We were able to connect online and worship together and continue to be the people of God as a worshiping community, right? So we got punched in the mouth, but God. We experienced the loss of our senior pastor, our planting pastor, Pastor Curtis Jones. We, he, we experienced the loss of him leaving in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of all of this, and that was a gut punch, right? But God brought campus pastors, lead pastors to our church. God brought us Pastor Kevin in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of our great loss. God gifted us with fresh leadership. God gifted us with Pastor Kevin who has clarity, direction, organizational leadership to lead the church in a healthy way, to provide new insight and vision and to build people into that. What a grace of God. God did not leave us alone, right? We experienced the disruption in the daily rhythms of our lives, <laughs> right? Some of us didn't know how much we enjoyed that drive into work in the morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, that suddenly became something that we wanted when we couldn't have it. Isn't that the human heart, right? And we missed stopping off at that coffee shop and picking up that breakfast and all of those things, and yet, God gifted us with time together to slow down, to be as a family, together around your table. Maybe that was too much for some of us, you know, you know that can, it can go that way too. But it was a gift from God. It was God's gift. Many of us experienced the hardship of losing our employment, losing our job because of this pandemic. But in speaking with several of you and talking about how God has been at work in the midst of that mess, God gifted you with an open door to an entirely new work and field that now you're energized for and you're challenged and you're growing in your development and your career. And that was God's gift to say, hey, when one door closes, man, I got you over here. Step over through this door, right? So many things we can recount this year, church, that God's faithfulness to us. And so the benefits of recounting God's goodness as I've learned personally in my life and I'm gonna share them with you and recounting his faithfulness. We'll put them up on the screen for you. One of the things is that we recognize our limitations or our weaknesses, right? We recognize that we are finite. <laughs> we don't have it together. We are limited in what we can control and what we can produce and what we can even make happen, right? The second thing is we realize that our dependence is totally on God for everything. Like for me to be up here and proclaim these words and to speak and to teach, you know how much I'm dependent upon God to do all of that? He has to produce air in my lungs that comes up through my esophagus and out of my mouth that makes sense through my brain so that you guys can take them in. Like, see, God's faithfulness, God is needed for everything in my life. And that recalibrates our joy because it takes my eyes off of myself and it lifts them up above the sun where they need to be, beyond the sun on the one 
who was and is and is to come. And so my problems, my hardship, my struggle moves to the peripheral when I lift my eyes to the king, when I see I have joy because, God, you have rescued me and made me yours. It cultivates gratitude and thanksgiving in our hearts, right? See, thanksgiving is something that we do, coming to his presence with thanksgiving. Gratitude is something that God does in us. It's a work of God's spirit that produces a heart full of gratefulness and gratitude. And finally, we just I could go on for hours, but we don't have that. It shifts our focus from our problems onto God's purposes. See, it shifts all of my energy, all of my thought process, all of these things from my problems, the mess that I've made, what I'm in, the loss of my job, my family's a wreck, to now, wow, God, you have done this in the past. I know you're going to do it again. My heart now is shifted from that to thinking, God, how can I get in on what you're doing in this community? How can I get in on your purposes for your people? And look at this progression with David here as he moves into this sixth verse. He says, I spread out my hands to you. I'm like parched land before you. There's a progression that we see David crying for help. He remembers God's faithfulness. He then begins to recount God's goodness. He looks at who, all that God has done, and now he's like, I'm moving towards you, God. I'm stretching my hands out in surrender, pursuing God's presence. It's this progression where we now want to be close to God. We want to be near God because we know that God's nearness to us is for our good. He says, I stretch forth my hands, and it's this time of intentionally reflecting and drawing back to go forward, to stretch my hands in prayerful surrender and adoration because I'm thirsty for the real water of life. I'm in a dry and weary place in my life and when I recount and remember and reflect and examine who you are, now my soul is stirred up for the thirst that needs to be quenched from Christ, the living water. Come to me and you will thirst no more. That's what we, church, can experience as we lean in to what God has done in 2020. See, when we spend time remembering, when we spend time recounting, reflecting God's work in our lives, we are energized to surrender and pursue him with everything that we have. You ever been in a moment where you're either, maybe you're in your quiet time with the Lord or you're spending time just enjoying the beauty and the silence and the solitude of nature and you just look at the birds and man, it just reminds you of God's faithfulness and his scripture that man, I, I feed and clothe the flowers of the field and I feed the birds of the air and you just see the faithfulness and you hear the chirping and you hear this chorus of creation worshiping God, right? And we get to join in on that. And man, and you just close your eyes and I've been there where I'm just, just listening and just meditating on who God is. And man, it's just like something within me just, I wanna lift my hands. 
I want to move towards God because he stirred up my soul. His goodness and faithfulness have stirred me to surrender, and that's what I want for all of us as we move into 2021. Don't miss God's work in 2020. See, we have this opportunity each and every day. We have it each and every day we can choose to see the mercies of God and the goodness of God. And this year has felt like a dry and weary, parched land. But if we examine it closely, we will see God's goodness toward us. And that's what David teaches us. That's been my own experience. And there's this little word in my Bible, Selah. And this is for worshiping people like you and I. Or this psalm would be read or prayed or sung. And they would take a time to pause now and have a private moment with God and experience the presence and the power of God. And that's what David did. That's what we're going to do here in a minute is as you consider God together, pause and selah and have a private moment between you and God to remember his love for you. I want to end with this quote from a pastor. 2020 was rough, but God was faithful. 2021 will be rough as well. A new year will bring new troubles, new trials, new joys, new sorrows, new suffering, new needs, new hopes, new temptations. Yet the same faithful God can be trusted for new mercies to carry us every step of the way. Amen? He can. There's joy for the journey. There's hope in the hardship. There's peace during the pain. There's love in the loneliness. There's faith for your fears. And there's grace for the gut punch. And his name is Jesus. And he's with us today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us, your steadfast love, so undeserved. God, when we are faithless, you are faithful. You are God, the one who continues to pursue us and woo us by your loving kindness. And so we ask you today, God, to continue to stir our hearts and our affections as we move towards all that you have called us to do in 2021. We remember and we consider and we reflect and we recount. And now we lean in and pursue you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's for your wonderful, matchless, beautiful name, we pray. Amen.